Okay, welcome to Sunday night here in the Cycle Source headquarters, getting ready for another episode of Shop Talk. We're going to wait for a little bit here for the uh, social media stream to, f- to fill up. Patrick Rutledge in the house already, one of our first customers tonight. Mike Draco, what's up, buddy? Um, it's been a long day here in the studio, man. We had a killer, killer show today with the first cyber swap, but man, we have an outstanding Shop Talk tonight. Flat Track Fight Club. What's that? What's that about? You're going to find out in just about eight minutes. Stick around. And when we go live with Shop Talk.
Just about five minutes on the clock. We're going live with Shop Talk. I want to welcome everybody here tonight. Um, beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Hope you guys were out riding today. That's where we wish we were. Um, getting everything ready for tonight, though, was too important because this is this show is going to be off the hook. Not only do we have the guys from Flat Track Fight Club later on in the hour, we have the people from the new show, Turnpikes and Tattoos. Did I say it backwards? Tattoos and Turnpikes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I can read a script like nobody's business. Stick around. It's going to be a great show. Segment after segment, we roll on through with Shop Talk Live. shop talkers with about three minutes left on the clock we're running a little late tonight no reason to penalize you guys we're gonna get this thing out of the garage up on the street fire it up and head down the road get ready for another episode of shop talk Scooter Tramps and Chopper Jockeys, it's just after 9 p.m. on Sunday night. That means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. So good to have you guys here with us today after such a beautiful Sunday. Um, Wonderful, wonderful day for us. We got to launch our fourth program, Cyber Swap Meet. If you didn't check that out, you know, every Sunday we're going live with that thing, 10 a.m., and it was a blast, man. It was a little piece of of you know the the social parts of swap meets that come back and and digging through everybody's cool stuff and it was it was great so thanks to everybody for that i'm chris with cycle source magazine coming to you live from the dennis kirk motorcycle studio and as always joined by my cohorts in crime what's up crew hey yo hello 
Everybody have a good day today. Beautiful, sunshiny it was, weather. It was awesome. Look, I spent the day in the office, but that's okay. It was beautiful. Wow. This I want to. I've always wanted to say this. We have somebody watching from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Wow, Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. That's so cool. So we're joined in the middle there, in the middle square, um, as they say on Hollywood Squares, by my lovely wife Heather. Heather's bringing up hey. everything on social media today. What do you got so far? So we got a bunch of people here. I want to uh, Nick Hildebrittle. Sorry, you had to wait. Um, yes, you did register to be a buyer, Nick. We're o- you only have to register if you're a seller. If you're a buyer, you have to watch the show, comment what you're bidding and what you want to buy. That's how that works. So registration is only for buyers for Cyber Swap Meet. Uh, only for sellers, excuse me. Jeez, you have me confused. Hey, but we need buyers. We need buyers. Yes, we need buyers, but only sellers need to register with us. So there must have been a little confusion there. We have Mr. Tom Banks in the house. He was our. Nice. He and his brother were our hosts this morning. They were awesome. Um, let's see. Patrick Rudledge, Rob Nussbaum, Jason Sims, Sonia Helper from Virginia is here. Um, so but Karen many. Moore. Pay bills, Richie. Yeah, we all have to pay bills. Um, let's see. Lance Baxter, Walter Curo, <laughs> Jeff More is Joliff, the pity. right? Everybody's here. Lance was very happy. He saw his picture in the latest issue of Source this week. Um, right on. So that was super cool. Mark, what about you, man? What do you got going on? You were in the garage for two days straight, right? Sound asleep over here. I don't huh? know what's going on right no, now. No, no. Tell the good stuff, baby. You picked up the 63 No Pillar. Yeah, no but, pillar impala today. It's been a bunch of years. We got to uh, oh. roll it into the trailer, wench it on up in there. I'm pretty excited about that. So it's right an old car Tuesday right now, you know. Yep, happening here on Sunday evening. Um, like I said, man, thanks to everybody that watched earlier today, and for you guys tuning in now, we want to welcome everybody from. Hey, look, Wasserman's here. He was on the show today. Hey, Sunny helping in the house. Thank you guys for tuning in and uh, spending your Sunday evenings with us. The motorcycle industry is starting to come back around ish. You know, I mean, we got a little bit of news rolling in. We got a little bit of events to talk about, so that's awesome. The riding end of it sure came back in. Boy, yeah. they were out in drones today. You know, we're just gonna we're gonna stay away from that completely because the world is a complex complicated place oh, and Bill Redensel's here oh right on sorry I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> I get excited so um what we do want to talk about we will spend about the next 90 to 120 minutes talking about two wheels having good times with your brothers and sisters and uh and the hell with the the crazy shit that's going on the boys are crazy shit going yeah, on. absolutely but um if this is your first time watching so shop talk our regular show format is we run a little bit of a little bit of information, a little bit of entertainment. We bring some great guests on. Usually starts off with a little program we like to call the news. First up in the news tonight, Triumph releases first ever official James Bond motorcycle. Triumph. Triumph motorcycle. Triumph. <laughs> Even people who have never seen a James Bond movie can probably name the spy's car of choice. Aston Martin. The model themselves have become icons from the DB5 to the DBS to the Vanish. But what about motorcycles? Despite many glorious two-wheeled action sequences, they haven't received the same spotlight until now. Back in December, we got the news that the UK outfit Triumph Motorcycles was partnering with Eon Productions on No Time to Die, the 25th James Bond film making Daniel Craig's final appearance as the spy 
and that special edition of the Tiger 900 and Scrambler 1200 models will be featured in the movie. Now Triumph has unveiled the Scrambler 1200 Bond Edition, a limited edition version of that later model that's available to the public. That's coming in from the inside hook, and dude, I gotta say, I would have this bike. Yeah, yeah you're not kidding. Right? A little Enduro action going it's on there. It's pretty, I love it. I think yeah. it's a cool looking bike. I would ride it. I, I could see I you on that, Blondie. Someday. someday I, I will. I could see you on that. I could see us making that into a bitchin' little bobber. Yeah. No, I want I want the T-Dozer. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I want the T-Dozer. Yeah, that thing's cool. Right on. So, um, I know one thing for sure. We get that thing dirty. Well, that thing would be in the woods. Yes. Yeah, right? Next up in the news, Indian files trademarks for two new bikes. Okay. Expect the new machines later this year. Indian Motorcycles continues to push forward with trademark filings for two new motorcycles. Now, what this means for laymen is usually, even when a company has an idea for a motorcycle coming out, sometimes they will go ahead and file those trademarks so that they can set a little, you know, an earmark on the page. Um, it's, a, it's a good indicator of things to come. These days, government bureaucracies are the biggest tattletales in the moto biz. When the world finds out about an upcoming motorcycle model, it's almost always through a regulatory agency in charge of emissions testing or patents or trademarks. This time, public information from the patent offices in the U.S. and Australia have tipped two new bikes from Indian. One bike is called the Pursuit, and the other is named the Guardian. Sadly, that's all we know for now. The names are protected by trademark, but the filings don't indicate whether these bikes are all new sport tours, electric superbikes, or scooters. However, since we haven't seen the Indian teasing any new platform since the Challenger was released, it's almost certain these machines are both mutations of existing bikes in Indian's lineup. That's coming in from Adventure Rider Ride the World. Thank you guys for some news there. What do you think? Just a rehash? Is it a rebrand of something that they're doing? I mean, where, where, what are you guys seeing on this? Uh, you know, I hate to say it. I would have to say it's probably going to be a rebrand. And the only thing that they've done that's even kind of cool that I've seen, in my opinion, is the Scout. So unless they decided to build a bitchin' chopper, it's going to be meh. Well, in my what's opinion. the chances of that? You, you have to. Well, hey, yeah, like you know. one can dream, right? Right. I'm, yeah, I'm saying it, but the chances are so slim. But we all feel the same way. It'd be really great if they come out with something really amazing. It would be. Although, yeah. you know, everybody that I've spoken to, including right down to Patrick Garvin, loves riding. Loves yeah. the loves, Challenger. Yeah. Loves the Challenger. Like, they so love it, hands I, down. So I got to throw my two cents in on this. Like, I would only go on the economic situation that we're in right now to say that, like, this is just going to be probably a slight variation of some stuff that's already out there. Only for the fact that, like, you know, it would almost be it would almost be ridiculous to to come out with a completely new model, new platform. Well, like, it, it'd be a really it'd be a difficult proposition. Can in these we put times. a Deadpool on the first recall? <laughs> <laughs> well, in all reality, just because they registered for a trademark, they may not do anything with that yeah, name yeah, right. for ten years. Right. I mean, who knows? Right. Um, Mike Draco got a good point up there. Police versions of something yes. else. That's that's something I didn't even think about. Could possibly be police versions. And if you think about the names, what was it? Pursuit. Yeah. Pursuit and what? I already forgot it. Let me go back and look at the story. <laughs> Jesus, Chris. Get, I'm supposed to be a news guy over here. Um, what was it like? Uh, platforms uh, the Challenger. No. The pursuit one bike is yeah. called the pursuit, and the other is the guardian. I could, they got to oh, be police, dude. I could absolutely see that being police. Mike yeah. Draco, prize of the night. Oh boy, he's thinking. He's thinking ahead. Or, or it could be like a Marvel. 
<laughs> what a superhero. A superhero, a superhero bike. bike. Oh. All right, you're fired. <laughs> Moving on. I've spent too much time with Amelia. Hey, that was, her, that was her whole point to that, just to let you know. <laughs> this is coming in from Motorcycle Power Sports News. Polaris launches Polaris Salutes American Heroes campaign. Um, click here to read more. Honoring its American roots and community of owners, Polaris Off-Road launched Polaris Salutes American Heroes campaign. Since its founding in 1954, the American-based company has placed tremendous value on the power of determination, tenacity, and purpose. Those qualities date back to its start when two brothers and a friend set out to find a better way to navigate the Rousseau, Minnesota snow. With some ingenuity and grit, the three rolled up their sleeves and combined an engine and a sled to produce what would eventually become the first snowmobile and the start of Polaris. Wow, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I never knew that. Today, more than 60 years later, those same principles are visible in heroes of all kinds and those who are stepping forward to help the country navigate new roadblocks with no map or driver's manual to guide the way. From school teachers finding inventive solutions to connect with and educate youth to farmers working together to ensure the country's food supply remains intact or the many caregivers, neighborhood neighbors and volunteers going out of their way to help others and keep our community safe. Blondie, bottom line this for us. I wasn't listening. Are you kidding me? Are you, oh. Where are you? Come on, man. How are you ever going to be? Where's the gunshot? Where's the gunshot? How are you ever going to be my Robin Quivers if I can't just I throw it to you like I don't even know who that? she is. I obviously don't want to be That's here. That's exactly perfect then. Huh? If it's any right. helpful, I was seeing. <laughs> if it makes if it makes up for it at all, I was working with our first couple guests to make sure they get online and I was answering social media. Oh. So in the background, you were just kind of like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 I get the wah. feeling that you do that let's with go, me a lot. Let's actually. go right back to, huh? it's really cool how they come up with the snowmobile. Yeah, it is though, right? Yeah. I mean, that was neat. That right. was neat. You, you, don't, you don't think about that. When, oftentimes when you think about a great big company, you don't think about the, the real roots, like the grassroots initiative yeah. that goes on behind so many of them, right? Yeah, I would have never, I would have never thought it was. Right I mean, but, but then again, like it, it's that simple. You know, somebody wanted something, they put their heads together and created a snowmobile. Okay. Hey, uh, Blondie, I'm yes. moving on to another piece of news. In <laughs> oh, case I you know wanna, this one. Do I know you, this do, one. Uh, listen. <laughs> so, Motoblot, listen, uh, very sad every time that we have to announce that uh, an event is, is canceling, but... On this one, we get to tell you the new dates for Motoblot. Motoblot is one of our favorite mad-ass events that goes cool on. It's such a cool show. Right? And... Um, we were heartbroken whenever we heard that it was that it was postponed. Postponed. But now, now September twenty fifth through the twenty seventh, Chicago, Illinois. You can get your motoblot fix on, and we will absolutely be there. Yeah, it's such a cool event. Like they hold this bitchin' little rally right in the middle of Chicago, and it's so well done. It's like it's everything cool. It's yep. good food, cool people, cool music, all weekend long. It's fun. Cool cars. Cool, yeah, yeah, right. yeah cars. they like throw all the culture together in this. That's yep. that's one of the cool things about it. It's fun. You should come. So hey, um, we we've been putting the promos out there and telling you guys about Flat Track Fight Club, and we thought you know this was too amazing a thing after watching Moto Fight Club too. If you guys missed that, you need to follow the links that we're going to talk about on this show tonight and get your ass over there and watch that. But we decided at that moment that if another opportunity came up, we were going to be down for that. And tonight we have our man on the scene putting the whole thing together, Mr. Rob Bidos in the house. And Rob, the Rob's going to take us through it. Rob, what's up? 
hey, what are you guys doing? Uh, it's not just me, trust me. Anytime you do anything, it takes a team. And in this case, it takes a team of uh, legends to get together. And um, they were able to do it. My first call after a Moto Fight Club was to Terry Reimer. And I'm like, hey, man, you love flat track racing. I know that you're just getting Ram Air off the ground. Let's, uh, let's get something together. I said, get a hold of the boys. So he rallied up. What what happened? We had uh, fight fight flat track fight club scheduled to go and and uh, we're ready to go. We've got some of the guys online and they're ready to go. And it was interesting just kind of talking to them a little bit, you know, over the last week or so as we got going. You know, talking to me, talking to Chris Carr, talking to Ryan Sipes. Everybody's thinking they got a shot at this thing. They, right. they think maybe this is their time to return. Reimer, what do you think? I mean, you know, you've been in that mix. Oh, hang on one second. I don't, I wasn't ready for you. That's my bad. Oh, hold on. Am I good? Yep. You're on, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, they all got a shot. I mean, <laughs> two-stroke, 360 bull tacos, right? Okay, so it's an equalizer, 100% equalizer, you know. Jared's probably got one down there or up there in Michigan. He's been practicing on, I'm certain. You know, Chris has got a lot of time on him. Joe Kopp has time on him. So the old guys got time on them, right? But the new guys uh, are going to have to do some adapting. And, uh, I, and like I say, I think it's an equalizer. I think it's going to be great, though, because the track is going to hopefully set up perfect. And uh, we're going to see some great racing. You know, this is something that, that we talked about. And, and I want to I welcome you to the show, man. Thanks for being here tonight. But this is something that we talked about you know, right right off the rip with this, we started telling stories about times that we see guys like I was lucky enough one time to to in a little tiny track during a Triumph Thruxton series to see Jay Springsteen and Gary Nixon in the middle of a race. And dude, there was nobody even close to those cats and they were two inches away from each other. The spirit of a racer is one of the most glorious exhibitions to be in the company of and this is gonna be outstanding. The fact that you guys are making this a format where you can bring legends together with current racers and have them duke it out is fantastic you know i think the race you're talking about chris is in daytona uh i i know jay rode bmws down there and uh with a lot of past uh road racers and flat trackers back in the 90s i think it was great times you know uh a lot of a lot of um a lot of what we're doing here bringing back past champions and current people to uh, uh, show their talents. And they're still talented. Do you know, Terry, believe it or not, this was in the 2000s, and it was in a little tiny track in western Pennsylvania at Beaver Falls. Beaver. Yeah. It was wow. it, like totally unexpected because I saw these two guys from afar and I saw that race that was going on. I was like, who in the hell is this? Because it wasn't like a Triumph Thruxton race, you know? And I, I come up over the hill going through the pits, and there is the Bartels Harley truck. And I was like, no way. I spent the whole afternoon with him. It was one of the most glorious days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What do you think, Rob? Well, you know, obviously, uh, we got a couple guys out there that, uh, you know, the show relies on them. Jared Meese, uh, multi-time past champion. Chris Carr, past champion. Multi-time. <laughs> these guys are going to be probably meeting up around round two, I'm going to say. I think that's where they're going to see. i got to ask Chris first. Chris, 
when you heard the idea that we're putting this thing together and you kind of know the situation the whole entire globe is in with uh, the pandemic, you were one of the guys that said right away, I want that charity component that Moto Fight Club have because the rookies class of 79 and uh, the, the preacher that travels around with the circuit, you thought that was super important to make sure they got some funding. Yeah, undoubtedly having those guys uh, uh, be involved in us to be able to to donate the number plates off the bikes and the steel shoes. Um, I've pledged a helmet to the class of 79. I think uh, it's a very, very important thing. You know, one of the one of the problems with not having any racing going on for the, to speak of right now is that opportunities for people to be able to donate to the class of 79 or from a rider perspective is down. So this, this event's gonna allow us to get some really cool memorabilia uh, from, from eight different racers and have that, have that be available to people out there to go out and help support uh, riders who are undoubtedly gonna get injured. You know, we do the best we can to try and keep people from getting hurt racing motorcycles, but it's, uh, it's never a given. So being able to help class of 79 and Charlie Robertson and then, uh, Raymond Rizzo, uh, the, the AFT chaplain, uh, to, for his goals, too, I think is a great thing. Can you guys expand a little bit on Class 79 for people who aren't maybe, you know, full-time Avid Race fans and, and might not know the background of that? Well, as far as I understand, Class of 79 uh, was started by Scott Parker, uh, uh, Bubba Schobert, Wayne Rainey, uh, Jackie Mitchell, Tommy Duma, and the person running it, Charlie Roberts, and a, and a handful of other guys, 1979 produced a lot of world champions and Grand National Flat Track champions through the years. It was a pretty heavy class. And uh, uh, those guys started it because they all got together and had kind of a class of 79 reunion. At the end of a golf tournament, there was a bunch of money thrown on the table and nobody wanted to keep it. So well, why don't we donate to the charity? And that was the beginning of uh, AMA rookies class of 79 uh, instead of uh, pocketing the earnings or the winnings from each other playing golf they just t- decided to do something with do some good with it and that's where that all spawned and I believe that was probably 10 or 12 years ago that it all kicked off so kudos to them yeah absolutely so can I interject something real quick sure you just went right to Chris do people know who you're talking to? <laughs> like, seriously, this is Chris Carr. No, and you just totally skipped right. Because, hey, Chris. Be, well, Rob went right to Chris. I'm the dumbass that left the wrong like, lower third up and, <laughs> and kind of masked his <laughs> his famous nature, like, right? This is Chris Carr. I'm yeah. a like, fellow judge at a bike show with Chris Callen. That's who I am. Oh, <laughs> dude, we were just talking about Crazy Larry the other day, man. Yeah. He was he was on the show or something or we saw him in Daytona but that you know what that was a really really good weekend. Remember yeah. remember when we went to they had like uh so Larry Larry Fredella bring or not Fredella. Larry Davidson. Freak, yes. brings us up to his place in Michigan. We do this great thing me Chris and Donnie Luce and we judge a bike show but the night before we went to this old boy's house that had some old racers and all these old cats are hanging around young guys and I swear to god Every single person there threw down an AMA Pro Racer card. Like they, I, every single person there was a racer, and like getting it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. good times. Yes, sir. Good times. I'm sorry, I just hey, couldn't let that hey, go. Chris, 
Yes, sir. When you talk about uh, everybody throwing down a pro racer card, when we coming up at uh, Flat Track Fight Club, I think Jared Mees will be able to tell you that there's everybody there is going to be able to throw down the minimum of multiple race nationals and championships. So, Jared, you're like in the middle of getting your career really etched into the record books. Your season hasn't started. You said, you know what? Get me a Bull Taco 360. Let's go do this. Oh, yeah, Chris, Jared? that's Jared Meese at the bottom. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody just keep me on point, you yeah, know. Just, I'm, I'm doing talking. the best I can. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's pretty cool, you know. There's uh, I got to race Chris Carr quite a bit at the end of his career, um, but uh, I never actually got to race against Scotty Parker ever, you know what I mean? I mean, the, the two greatest guys in the sport are uh, – scotty parker and chris carr in the record books for championships and race wins and um i actually got the race against springer too and uh but i never got to race chris Carr. or i mean uh, scotty parker so i'm really looking forward to to battling with scotty you know i mean talk about the biggest legend or one of the biggest legends in the sport for sure and uh you know i'll never get my chance to do it on like an actual real big twin bike or anything like that because of the you know he's he's old now. And the fight begins. We're gonna bring out these old bull tacos and um, and give them a rip. I don't have much experience at all on an old school bull taco, but I did grow up racing some two stroke framers back in the day with some compression release stuff. So I'm pretty excited to uh, that, get that's... back on them and and battle it out with the old guys, and then also some of the the current guys that I battle with in uh, today's uh, races. That was going to be my, one of my questions for you, man. Is like you know, bringing that component in. How much? How much different does that make the race? The compression. Hmm. Back in the day when I was using it a little bit, it was a big benefit to have on something real, real small. But kind of what I've seen about this racetrack here, it's um, it's not really the tiniest of a, a track. So I don't know if it'll be a, a big benefit or not. I'm hoping like. I'm hoping like on the second lap or something like that, you know, it's kind of a pretty annoying sound, especially when it happens behind you. I'm hoping like if I'm getting beat by like Springer or, or, or Halbert or something like that, I can come in and yank that thing and distract him and make him like, you know, <laughs> or something, you know, kind of like yelling at him from behind. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, I think, I think it'll be cool. I mean, I think the Bull Taco thing was a perfect fit for where we're at and what we're doing. Um, the thing is, you're going to, it's kind of like, some of the real best guys jumping on little XR 100s and giving them everything they got. You know what I mean? That's what's cool about these things. So I'm looking forward to it. Hey, hey, Rob, who was the who was the racer? Barry Hawk from the outdoor from the uh, cross countries. Yeah, Barry Hawk was a legend. So, not only a quad multi-time champ, but a bike champ, which is a pretty rare feat. He used to do this thing every time he passed me on the track, which it, it was amazing. <laughs> he would he would actually bark at me, and it scared the shit out of me and pushed me off to the side. It worked fantastic for him. <laughs> so I know I know exactly what he's saying. All those old hair scramble guys in GNCC, they're either the greatest whistlers. You think you're being attacked by a pterodactyl behind you. <laughs> they, dead re they all got little gimmicks they use to, uh, to try to annoy you so you get out of their way when you're coming through the woods. Growing up back here where we did, Chris, I mean, you know, the Lojacks, the Andrews family. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody that come, Walker Fowler, all the guys that are top shelf, they all got their little gimmicks. But flat track guys. I don't know. It seems like Michigan might be the hot spot. Are you guys all from Michigan? No. 
Where are you from? I'm from California, but I currently live in Pennsylvania. That's and have right. 23 years, and that is the current uh, champion in the sports the same way. From California, living in Pennsylvania. Because Pennsylvania is just that good. <laughs> <laughs> there, there will be a lot of guys from Michigan in this event, though. <laughs> Now, me, are, are, are these guys carpooling down? Is that what I hear? Click that last. They're off in a limo or something and, and uh, head down to the top secret location. You're flying a private jet probably, right? Nah, I'm going to get my I'm train on big run a bicycle. <laughs> bicycle. Okay, That's Scott Parker about. just called me, you guys. Scott Parker just called me. I see Wanda Parker yeah. in the waiting room. I'm going to bring him in. There we go. Get him in. All hell is going to break loose now. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is nine time. Nine time. Okay. We just got to wait for him to bring his audio on. But I'll tell you what. I got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Got to go. I got to say, this is a mighty impressive screen you have sitting there looking right? at right now. You guys are all pretty top notch, and the names up there are uh, pretty off the charts. This is a... Uh, this is a. Uh, a little nerve-wracking, right? Uh, it was it was intimidating for me to have Rob Bidos and, and Terry Reimer. I mean, the, the top squares in our little grouper. So we're waiting for um, Miss, Mr. Parker to add well, his while, video. While we're waiting his audio. for uh, while we're waiting for Scotty to to figure out how to how to step into this uh, millennium, <laughs> uh, I just gotta say uh, from from a racer's perspective, this event coming up. I mean, we've got. Grand National Champions from Flat Track from five different decades. And I think the idea of running the Bultaco Astros is a really good one in the sense that it, it actually gives uh, gives older guys like myself and Scotty and Springer and Cop, I think, a, a fighting chance on this thing. Uh, it, it would go without saying and, and uh, that if we were to show up at a half mile somewhere and we were on the current bikes that are being run in the sport, that uh, the old guys uh, would have a hard time uh, getting the bike through the corner because our tongue would be stuck in the front wheel. <laughs> but I think on these bull tacos, the bikes being a little lighter, uh, being on a, on a quarter mile, I really, really think this format's going to be very, very competitive. And I'm, I'm hopeful that when it gets down to the final, that the, the, the best of the old guys against the best of the young guys is one heck of a show. That's, that's the goal here. And, uh, so everybody needs to tune in. I think we're all in for a treat, and I'm in for a treat just being asked to participate. Do you, do you feel like the the bikes being on an even keel, the technique's going to be more of of uh, what's going to take rain here? I mean, and how do you feel about? I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about the you know you having more of a chance, but God, there's some serious technique going to be on these wheels right now. So you know, I'm feeling almost if the bikes are on such an even plane, man, you guys got so much history. It's almost anybody's game right here. Very well could be. I mean, I, I we hope so. We hope it's not a foregone conclusion. You know, Jared, Sammy Halbert, uh, Brian Smith, those guys are, you know, at their prime or a little bit past their prime, uh, depending on how you look at it. But, you know, they're in their 30s. I'm in my 50s. Scotty's in his late 50s. Springer's 63. 59. Welcome to the show there, Scott. Hold on for a second. I, I played hell to try to get on, man. I'm like, Connie, what's going I had to call my wife in and sign on her computer. I'm sorry, but dude, I, I'm pretty savvy, but I was 
deadly out of the. Not oh, because deal. he's drank too much. <laughs> the lake all day. Come on, he's on the lake all day. We know. Yeah, exactly. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is awesome. This listen, is awesome. Listen. I like this guy right here. This little guy with the what does that hat say you got on Jared ass? I mean Jared. <laughs> <laughs> and the fight begins. Oh, hey. listen, I got a couple of things to say out. I want to spit out early right now while I'm on top of it. Uh we're gonna have to promote ourselves. We gotta get this thing happening. You know what? Tickets are almost sold out. Did you hear? They're almost oh, sold out. There's, there's only so many seats. They're almost sold out. Did you guys hear that? That's fantastic. Dude, this is crazy. Don't fucking be wiping your eye, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, listen. Scotty, are you drinking a Truly right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you. <laughs> oh, he's drinking an Adoles. <laughs> Have you, have you got into the White Claw movement yet? Claw. Oh, man. You guys are too much. So, hey, look at that. Oh, yeah, I beautiful face. <laughs> All right. Listen, I didn't mean to interrupt. This is so cool. This is so cool that you're here. I just had to bring this out because I'm a, I'm a fan and I'm going to do that fanboy thing for a minute. This hangs in our office all the time, baby. Look at that. That's my Number man. Two? That's what my... the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we sell number one shit. <laughs> hey. Can we say bad words on this deal or not? Yeah, it's the internet. It's not, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's that the internet. The, that was the it's year too late, Scotty. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. So who's talking? Scott came Chris? on with both Jared? barrels going. Is that fucking Terry? <laughs> uh, Don't be looking at me like that, Jared. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh man! So listen, I would be remiss if I didn't say because you know we we started promoting this with Rob and we're putting it out there and and automatically some of the flat track purists respond to the fact that you know the the bikes that you guys are riding and how you're doing this and you know they they want to see the all out like you know they want twelve cylinder motorcycles that are you know with wings yeah, and right. you know. T- talk about talk about individually how each of you guys feel about the the platform that you're going to be racing. Fair, go ahead, <laughs> Jared. Um, I don't even know what the platform is. I'm just showing up the race. I just <laughs> no. I think, it, I think it's going to be cool. I think. Uh, I mean, we got to get. We, we can't have no five or six lap race. I mean. Parker and Carr and Springer and all them guys, they'd be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they've been running, I've been checking them out. They've been posting on their Strava and stuff. One's up to a half a mile. One's up to about a mile. <laughs> so it's like, Listen, does this, coming, you know? 
Hey, could I ask a couple of questions? Is this live out <laughs> in the whole universe? It's, or is it's it? live between. Plug away. Between Psychosource uh-huh. Magazine and Chopper Town, we have a, a potential audience audience of about three point five million. So it's it's getting oh, out. Perfect. So throw All it right. on. You can do the, I I just gotta understand where I'm at. You know, when you get on the internet, sometimes you're like off the world. You don't know where you're at. Are, are you talking to one person? You talking to me and Jared? We're talking to seven people. So we're we're like we're like live all over the net. Yep. Correct. And yeah. there's three hey, three Scotty, of us in here in the studio. Just so you know, you're in your you're in your <laughs> office. All right, you're in your office on your wife's computer because you couldn't figure out how to get on yours. Right? And in, in about nine days, we're going to be racing bull tacos because they asked, you know, hey, you know, they wanted us all on the current modern day stuff. I mean, I think it'd be pretty fair to to assume that today that you know Chris Carr and Scott Parker and Jay Springsteen, a cop wouldn't be able to hold the candle to the guys that are in their prime. But on a short track, on bull tacos, running short one-on-one match races, I think we got a fighting chance in, uh, in, in, you know, where we're running here at Fight Club. And Scotty's been in training mode. So I think I got him in the first round. So keep tipping him back, buddy. Was that tra- training mode or truly mode? What, what, what was Chris, Chris, win or lose? Win or lose, you know what? We're gonna have we fun. Had great, we've had great races our whole life. Yep. You'll never risk me, and I'll never risk you, dude. That's how we raced our whole life. I remember running into the back end of coin, and I couldn't. I was so. I was like, Chris, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if you remember, but I was like, sorry, sorry, I, I run into the back of you, you know. Ricky Graham, on the other other end, he didn't give a shit. <laughs> he just go around the outside of you guys and make you look stupid anyway. <laughs> ah, and the kid comes in with the uppercut. Wham! Listen, listen, Jared. <laughs> Scotty listen. Parker has trained harder the last 10 days than he has his whole career. He just ordered one of those whip things so he could plug onto his 59-year-old laptop and start pedaling. Oh, my God. And my wife's fucking, my wife's laptop, laptop, laptop. Lap, Laptop, app, pop, whatever oh. it is. Hey, Jared, Jared, I just got to tell you, they rec- they just uh, released some uh, lines on the race. There's a, a betonline.com uh, has, has spread on this race, and you are the favorite to win this race, but not the actual race itself. It's the one that is most likely to let his alligator mouth overload his hummingbird ass. <laughs> and you're the favorite right now. Uh, <laughs> hey, I win at something. That's right. Do? Oh, Rob, listen, it, the whole thing is making me wonder, do you think Tyson ever apologized for biting Holyfo- Holyfield's ear no. off? Like, years down no, the road, he did he say, hey. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> It probably well, complained that it was too salty. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you know, that's you guys just going to be, when you get done, you're going to be pissed off going, fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys, this is great stuff. And 
So you got to tune in, everyone. You got to tune in Monday night, the 8th of June, and watch the uh, roundtable fireside chat, chat, throwdown, oh. argument. Beer this is the preview to that. This is the preview, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, they'll you be remember, little... gang, we're going to have a lot more people there, and we probably won't have a little moonshine for uh, for Scotty just to keep it going. <laughs> I'm sure he'll have his own. <laughs> yeah, bring my own moonshine. You guys will be able to pick this up. Um, if you go to cyclesource.com, there's a link right on the homepage for Flat Track Fight Club so you don't miss it. Make sure you check this out. <gasps> I'm pretty sure Chris and I are going to be lucky enough to be there. Yes. Um, but you guys can watch it. <laughs> Must have been the beer in the afternoon. T- Terry, tell tell everybody tell everybody how this thing goes down. Explain this to people what Flat Track Fight Club is. Well, Flat Track Fight Club kind of evolved. It's Rob Bidos's baby. You know, I mean he he did Moto Fight Club and kudos to him and raised a bunch of money for charity and uh, it was well viewed. It was a great event. And uh, you know, he called me and said, Hey Terry, come on, let's do Flat Track Fight Club. Well, you know, of course I'm going to help because I just have a passion for it and I can, I'm kind of an organizer and, and, uh, so that's what I do and that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So everybody's going to show up the track after the, uh, the, the Monday night, they're going to get there on uh, Tuesday and all the bikes are going to be lined up with numbers on them. I mean like one through 10 or 12 or however my bikes are there. Okay. And you're going to draw a poker chip out of a crown Royal bag. And you're gonna that's the bike you're gonna get. Okay. You're gonna take that motorcycle and you're gonna go put handlebars on it, tune it, gear it. We're gonna have a lot of practice rounds. We're gonna make sure that we burn in a nice track. And uh then we're gonna go to the program, okay? And the pairings have already been made, okay? Right off the bat, we've got uh Scott Parker and Chris Carr. Okay. Then we've got uh obviously Jared Bees and Sammy Halbert. So from there we've got we've got Springer and Cop, oh. okay, and then Smith and Sykes. We get more views on here. So my my money, honestly, I love all you guys, love every one of you. You know that, okay. But I'm a if I'm gonna bet if if I'm just throwing it out, this is gonna change the odds. You guys better all watch out for Joe Cop. Hey, no, that's all right. That's that's good. I'm good with it. So, so what are you doing, Terry? Because he's not on here. You're doing his battling for him. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> that's all. I mean, I know you guys are kind of affiliated with your race team and whatnot, but I mean, come on, really? <laughs> well, he can't. He, he can't. He can't fight his own battle. Battle of words here on uh, on. It's on not Zoom a fight. Call. It's not a fight. It's Terry uh, Reimer's opinion. Dude, oh, okay. I, I, I love it. Think Joe Cop's gonna have something for you guys. <laughs> I love it. Mies just walked out of the room. He was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm done with this." He went to get a snack. <laughs> hey, just a little FYI. I fucking had uh, uh, Meads on uh, training for uh, two days. He's like, dude, we got to do this shit again? What the hell? <laughs> hey, hey, Scotty, 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 I see your son Austin was just up in North Dakota. I offered to make him a steak down here in Rapid City. He said he's going to stop through on the way home. He yeah, will. Yes. He will. He will. Jared, you've had one of my steaks. What do you think? Salisbury steak? 
What are you eating, Jared? What's that? What are you eating? Hayden's candy. Yeah. Gummy bears. <laughs> Rob Nussbaum wants to know who's supplying the bikes for this event. Who's what? Who is supplying Chris, the bull tacos? Uh, there, there's a group of uh, Boltaco Astro owners. Uh, there's uh, four of them. They're going to be supplied by a couple different guys out of Louisiana. Um, the Stenson Racing Stables bringing in a couple. And then uh, Chris Hawkins of Hawkins <laughs> Brothers Racing will be bringing a couple as well. So uh, I, th- I think they're all each bringing spares as well. So there, there's going to be uh, some, some good bikes. I've ridden some of them, and I've ridden against uh, most of them, and they're all really, really good motorcycles. Rob, hey, I don't want to take anything away from this show, Mr. Bitos, but uh, yes, while we've been talking, and I know you've been looking to develop more of this, uh, more of this kind of programming on the V Twin front, and we're racking our brain for, you know, how, how what, what could we do? Rob Nussbaum just came up with it, and I can't believe we didn't think of it. So, Rob Nussbaum, obviously from Retrocycle, he's been involved in the motorcycle Cannonball, like you know, building all the old old motors for all the guys that are racing the Cannonball. Rob said a tank a tank shift race a tank shift flat yeah. track class c race yes baby yes we gotta get jack milne to ride one of these things huh truly hey there we go chris who's the what, what was the first flat track race you ever went to like what year would that have been okay chris carr or chris callen <laughs> chris no carr. you chris carr uh I was probably uh, at Ascot in the 70, early 70s as a spectator with my parents, I would say, or San Jose Mile. Most Kurt, of I got to ask you one question. <laughs> what, about, what about Ascot Park? Tell me a couple words about that badass track. Yeah, As- Ascot was... Uh, they broke the mold when that place went away. That's for sure. Ascot was tough. Um, it was a technical track, but you had to you had to kind of pop your nuts on the tank and let them swell if you wanted to win too. <laughs> and uh, just one one of those places where you know you won, I won. <clears throat> of course, Jared Mee's not old enough. Um, he never got the win there, but uh, <laughs> he probably would have. For sure, for sure, he'd have. He'd have, he'd have wrapped over that thing good, but Ascot Park was a racetrack that was real. It was a real man's racetrack. When you got done with that place, you had bruises on you and stuff. It was, was that, I mean, that's the coolest. That's next to, next to Lima. That is one of the coolest racetracks I've ever been at was Ascot Park, San Jose. I got I got back up, but San Jose was like cruising, but Ascot Park was like badass. And then you go to Lima, was real dirt track racing. Don't you think the same, Chris? Give me some opinion. Yeah, I would I would agree. Uh, Ascot uh, Lima always fun. Um, it's fun to watch. Lima, I think, is probably the. I think last year was one of the best motorcycle races I've seen in the last twenty years. Uh, those guys going at it and. Uh, Ascot used to be the same way. Um, one of those places where you know there weren't too many uh, you know sprint car tracks or stock car tracks that we w- went to through the years. 
you know, they dig this thing up like, and it was a, it was a cushion, but it was a cushion where the clods were the size of lug nuts were bigger. And, uh, you know, we typically had to put cardboard inside our leathers because, uh, there just wasn't quite enough padding on the front of them, but yeah, it was a, it was a tough track. And when it was really good, it was a lot of fun. And when your bike was working great, Ascot was an absolute hoot to race. Hey, hey guys, I got to cut in here real quick. I hate to do this, but uh, we just got the signal that we need to wrap this up. They got a couple more segments they need to get into. I want to thank Jared Mees. I want to thank Scotty Parker. I want to thank Chris Carr. I want to thank Terry Reimer. And I want to thank the guys at Cycle Source and Shop Talk uh, for letting us be on tonight. Listen, Harry. before you guys go, though, Rob, I want you to just tell everybody, explain to everybody the mechanism here, because everything that's leading up to this, all of this stuff, we're going to work. I want to bring some more of you guys on. You know what I mean? We want to do this some more. And then the, the night before the roundtable slugfest is going to be out there. And then the actual event for for Flat Track Fight Club is a pay-per-view event. It, it's a pay-per-view event on the platform Fight, F-I-T-E. Dot TV. You download that app, you'll start to see some of the motorsports activities coming up, and it's Flat Track Fight Club. Um, it's a pay-per-view event. You can purchase it right now. As a matter of fact, I did it just a little bit ago. Um, you'll come on live. It'll be on 8.30 on Tuesday night. Uh, once you have it downloaded, you can watch it anytime you want on a streaming platform, on Roku, on everything, uh, all the big screens. And it's really, really the way the sports world's going. We're going to try to put a lot more flat track uh, content on there. They <laughs> got the young fighter down here in the corner, young MC wrapping it up. Oh, dude, he's killing me. Hey, you better, know, hurry, you better hurry up. This truly's empty. I know. And, and, and real quick, so FITE TV. Download the app. Go to Flat Track Fight Club. F I T E K L U B. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. Follow all the annex of these guys. And, uh, gentlemen, I think we're going to have a good time. Chris, we'll try to get you Absolutely. some more of these guys on later shows. Hey, listen, and I can't wait to see all, if you'll be one of the official media outlets for this whole event. All, all joking aside, you guys you guys are all fantastic, like ambassadors for the sport, for the sport of motorcycle racing, for motorcycle riding. It's, it's great to have you here. So thank you very much for taking the time and doing this with us. All right. Thank you. All right. I apologize for all my gestures and stuff like that. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, make sure it's almost sold out. Make sure you sign up. Otherwise, you might be out. Gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> oh, oh he's Lord. fantastic. Oh my God. Uh, that what, was great. What would he we call was awesome. Him? Old MC. What would oh, be a dude. Thing? Oh. I wouldn't call him anything that you dude. might have to defend yourself yeah, against. Right. I'll tell you I that think, right I now. I said he had to be in a hurry. He slammed his empty <laughs> truly can down. It was like his gavel. Oh. I said, this party's good. over. Yeah, that was fantastic. It's going to be hard. Hysterical. It's going to be hard to back that one up. Like, what? that was some of the best smack talking oh, I've yeah. heard in a while. Right? And he came out with guns blazing, too. He wasn't <laughs> he playing any games. He came out swinging. Yeah. That fireside chat next Monday night oh, is going to be yeah, that's gonna be fantastic. Good. Hey, man, listen, I want to bust in here real quick and remind you guys, you're watching Shop Talk. We go live with this program every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through Cycle Source Magazine, our friends over at Choppertown. Um, thank you for watching. We got a lot more coming up. We have some, some great talks still left, but what we're going to do right now is take two minutes and uh, do a little bit of business for the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more shop talk to what the machine has to offer whereas dirt is kind of more back in the hands of the rider 
What I love about wrenching on my bikes is the zen. It creates a bond between me and the motorcycle and it just gives me a chance to unwind. It's definitely my happy place. Growing up on bikes, I've learned that there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. And you pretty much have to find the wrong way at least once. My favorite piece of gear is my Belmoto 9 Flex helmet because it's light and it looks super sick. I'm Dan Jacobson and I'm a Dennis Kirk rider. Nothing to me is better than riding a motorcycle. Welcome back to Shop Talk. I am your host, Chris Callen. We're going to go into the next hour with some great stuff coming up. But real quick, I want to tell you guys, we're coming to you live every week, just like we do here tonight. Uh, we're coming to you live tonight, just like we do every week, Sunday at 9 p.m. from the Dennis Kirk studio. Um, some really, really great stuff happening in the studio. We actually launched a brand new program today called Cyber Swap. It was killer. We're going to roll a real quick sample of what the show was like. So maybe you guys will tune in next Sunday. This was our first show just earlier today with CyberSwap. We're really excited to be here. We're really excited to have a good time. This is my brother, G-Man. It's obvious to see someone put a lot of money into that bike. So let's get into this. Holy yeah. cow. Factory tags. Rarer than hen's teeth, people. This is a brand new Baker kicker pedal. Go like 75 bucks on that. I didn't hear the rules yet. George and I have to see if we're allowed to bid. You, you are allowed to <laughs> oh, we bid. Are? We were wondering yeah. about that. <laughs> hey, we're all at the swap meet, man. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> this is an 81 650 special motor. So this is our big ticket item. Right now, you can just go right up on the screen and start hitting it, start pricing it. We can sell it right here, right, in, right now. All you have to do is go ahead and type in a number. You know, you know, they're always hard to find to find the complete pieces all together that'll go on the police bike. You know, I chased for the 48. Um, you know, in the coming weeks, we're going to have we're going to have more and more parts. We want guys to step up. If you have stuff, Suzuki's, Yamaha's, bring it all. Bring Thanks for having flowing. us. Yeah, buddy. So that was our first cyber swap. Went off pretty good. We sold a couple things for some guys, but really we set the groundwork for uh a new form of motorcycle swap meet. So looking forward to that. Heather, we got a great um, couple guests coming up. Why don't you tell everybody about that? Oh, I'm super excited to talk to these next two guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Big Dave Canoy um, and his director, Patrick Lawrence, who are getting ready to launch a new program called Tattoos and Turnpikes. Um, I've seen a little snippet that they have out, and it looks like it's right up my alley. It's motorcycles and tattoos and the people that love them all. I mean, what? I mean, it just works. It fits. Um, and I know they, they have a couple people that we know throughout their program. Um, but they're here to tell us about it. So let's meet Dave and Patrick. Let's start off with Dave. How you doing, man? 
Good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This sounds like a fantastic idea, first of all, and we're going to get into this through the conversation, but how you guys stuck to your guns about what you wanted to make here, man, I have got to give you the maddest props. I have the most respect for that. Thank you very much, man. And, um, it, it's been difficult and, um, I, I foresee it being very, very rewarding. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about it. Give us the setup. Tell me the, me and the audience, what the format of the show is, you know, and then we're going to get into how you guys went about this. So I had an idea when I was tattooing, like I, I get people, I'm a tattoo artist by trade and um, I, I'm an entrepreneur, have a couple different businesses and I get people that come in the tattoo shop that, that just have some misconceptions about tele about what they see on TV. And it's been one of my complaints with the motorcycle industry and the tattoo industry that I don't see it on television. I don't see it properly representing my lifestyle. And, um, I thought it would be really cool if there was a show where people traveled around the country and um, on their motorcycles and got tattooed on at many different tattoo shops. And uh, that's what we did. So I uh, was fortunate enough to know Patrick and I reached out to him and he jumped on board and we made it happen. So we took off our motorcycles, four of us, and, and uh, traveled across and went to different tattoo shops, got tattooed and stopped by a few different bike builders and got to see them and really wanted to find out what the connection is between like motorcycles, music and tattoos. That culture seems to intertwine so much. And that's what we asked. That's what we talked to people about. And uh, it was exciting. It was awesome. It was a, a journey of a lifetime for sure. Absolutely. For so for so many of us, those three things are they're they're all part of of one and the same, you know, throughout life. And it's it makes total sense to us that, you know, something like this would come about that somebody would take a look at that. Now, Patrick, we're going to bring you on here for a minute and talk about uh, your your conception of the shows like, you know, what your part and, and how this thing all got started. Yeah, I uh, I currently reside out here in Los Angeles, and at the time, I just moved out here, and uh, I knew uh, mutual friends with Dave, and uh, I'd done a ton of music videos, and he is uh, he's very much networked within a lot of the bands, a lot of the local bands in the St. Louis area. And so we were always kind of floating around each other's spheres of influence, but like never worked together. And I just moved out to Los Angeles and uh, was trying to make ends meet out here. And he hit me up with this proposal, which was, you know, exactly what you just heard. It's like going around the country, meeting hardworking blue collar tattoo artists and bike builders and finding out what the culture is actually like. And I had uh, I had a bit of experience already with working in reality, and so I used that as sort of a uh, footprint to figure out how we would do this. And I always kind of envisioned it as sort of uh, a cross between like American Pickers and diners, drive-ins, and dives, but with tattoos and motorcycles. And uh, a lot of what Dave was pitching to me with some of the artists that he had spoken to uh, 
to me, it, they were stories that I felt the world needed to hear. And, uh, and that's what appealed me to it. And, and, and also because I've been a musician my entire life and I was in a band for 15 years and, you know, the cultures of music, motorcycles and tattoos are just so intertwined that I was curious about finding out about it myself. Did, um, did you get into like the, the people's lives and their past, how they got involved in this, how did you get involved in it, you know, what brought you to music and, you know, into this, each, what part of this industry you came into? Are you talking to me? Well, it, me or it, Patrick? Both the ends. I mean, uh, obviously, when the people that you came to, that you went and met, did, you know, did you get into their backgrounds and stuff? Did did you, or was it solely just the shop and and the tattooing and the bikes? Uh, I mean. Because it sounds like the substance we're hearing from this is, it's you life. know, it, yeah. it's life. It's the real right. stories. And that's yeah. what we always feel like is missing from the motorcycle programs yeah. a lot. In our, and from our perspective, you know, we've been doing this 23 years just on this end, but it's been our life. And it's in it's in stillness. And all three of these things are a big part of our lives. Obviously, so are the two of you. So, I mean, did you bring that out of the people that you went to see also? Yeah, I would say that, you know, Dave's goal was to go and meet people and, and see how everybody was different. And so what I tried to tap into was where was everybody's backgrounds in right. each city? Because we're, we're going to uh, 17 different cities in 21 days. And you would you would kind of discover that uh, a lot of tattoo artists had different opinions about certain things. And a lot of tattoo artists weren't bothered by other things. Um, and uh, I thought that was interesting to kind of figure out like where everybody got to where they are. So you'll yeah. see that on the show, you know, no matter where we are, we, we generally kind of set up every artist to say like, how did this shop come to be? Yeah. And uh, I know one of my favorites was in Oklahoma city. We visit the shop cannibal graphics and meet with cannibal Curtis there. And uh, tattooing was legal in Oklahoma up until 2006. And so this was something that was new for him because previously he'd been running his tattoo parlor in the back of his karate dojo. So to me, as a person who, you know, doesn't know a lot about the two cultures, it was like, that's an interesting story for me. I want to know, how do you go from having a tattoo parlor in the back of the karate dojo (laughs) to running your own shop? Legally, right. Hey, listen, man, and I know everybody probably rolls up to you guys with the, hey, you know what would make a great show? But I have to do that. You know what would make a great show? We are we are brothers with one of the oh. oldest living working tattoo artists oh, yeah, yeah. still in the world was Tattoo Duke Miller out of Western Pennsylvania. And Duke used to tattoo back in the day when it was totally illegal. Most of the United yeah. States, he would take his family on a school bus. He had a northern route all through the summer, and then through the wintertime, he would do a southern route. And, and had, had his family in the school bus and would go from town to town. And he'd go and, yeah, yeah. and hire bands to play in front of the bus so that you couldn't hear the tattoo needles going. i got to hook you guys up yeah, I mean, for sure. definitely a great, That's... great person. And he gets to open up tomorrow, I think. Yeah, I think he's, tomorrow he's, he reopens. He's, he's reopening yeah. tomorrow. After yeah, well, we plan on doing a... We plan on doing a second season for sure, and I would definitely love to yeah. uh, <clears throat> hook up there. We had we had Jackie Gresham on. Um, we stopped by her shop in the French Quarter, in New Orleans. Right and she on. was she's the oldest 
oldest uh, female and the oldest uh, black person. She was the very first black person, very first female to have their license. She's been tattooing out of French course. She's actually grandfathered in. And we get in and talk to her about how that became. She, she was tattooing for she was tattooing on motorcycle clubs back in the day. Yeah. Like, I, and she's an, a black woman. And, and I had to I had to, I'd never met her before. Spacey apprenticed under her. Uh, and just to hear her story, like she was tattooing before black people were accepted. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. And and tattooing before women were accepted in the workplace. Yeah, right. Really, and before tattoos were accepted. Yeah, there's, like, there's some and, history. And she's tattooing on. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely dive into the history and the people and and uh, and that's cool. Relationships for sure. That's it's cool. Just, you you had said that you you know you wanted it done your way, and and I think that's pretty awesome that you actually went the the backside compared to how. The industry usually Wait, tries to take you. You, you got to hear the story. Did you hear this story from from Spacey? Because Spacey was no. filling us in a little bit about the trials and tribulations that you guys went through, actually holding on to your yeah, idea of what the show was going to be. Right? Yeah we we we've had interest from a few different networks, and I got an agent. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be friends that tattoo on some celebrities and big band members. So we um, I got hooked up with an agent that I was working with and, and um, they just, nobody wanted to uh, relinquish control. They wouldn't allow me or Patrick to remain executive producers of the show. And I just absolutely like when we set off, I promised everybody that was going to be on it, that whatever they said, we would air, you know what I'm saying? They, we, we wouldn't, um, we wouldn't make them, we wouldn't, we wouldn't make them look different than they are right. in editing. And that's very possible. I was filmed on a, reality show one time and um i was so excited about it and, and i realized just how fake it was yeah. and um so i wanted I, and then i couldn't watch tv i couldn't watch any reality show ever again the same way right. so when yeah. we did this i was very specific with patrick and and we talked about it i'm like i want it to be real the people that i didn't know like we would park away from the scene like we would arrive in the city and we would park and Patrick and the, the crew would go and mic those guys up and get them all. And then when we pulled up, that was real. We pulled up yeah. and we met them and we greeted them and it was real. It wasn't um, like this bullshit I, scripted. I mean, every, yeah. Yeah. Every show I watch now, it's like when they walk up to the door and they knock on the door and they open up, they're like, oh, hey. I'm like, that dude's mic'd up already. Yeah, right. You know, that, <laughs> that guy's mic'd up already. This has all been prepped. Uh, yeah. I get to see. Yeah, so my experience was definitely I wanted to make something that was real, <laughs> even if it didn't, um, even if it didn't fit into their guidelines. At least we'd have something, and we'd have we'd have some footage. And uh, well, Dave, I'll tell you what you um, you sent over a uh, a little trailer for us to play here tonight. Why don't you take a minute and set that up for us? Tell us what we're yeah. what we're getting ready to watch and explain it. <clears throat> Actually, Patrick sent that over. Oh. Is that the first? What, I'm it's sorry. a sizzle it's reel. It's a sizzle it's, reel, it's, yeah. It's no, that's fine. Yeah. that's fine. Oh. Go ahead, Patrick. Gotcha. That's just a highlight. Um, we, uh, ahead, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's uh, it's the best representation of what the show is, which which to what, what Dave was getting at was um, in, in the, the, the climate of the entertainment industry as it is right now, a lot of times 
what sounds good on paper isn't good enough. Yep. And so I think Dave had a surefire idea for a show combining two different cultures worth of audience into one show. And everywhere he went with it, it was just like falling on deaf ears. And so, and so the best way we can do it is to just do the show and make it exactly the way it needs to be made and present it to the, the tattoo culture and the motorcycle culture exactly the way it is. And it's raw and it's real. And uh, this sizzle reel, I think, shows you exactly what it is. It's 21, 17 cities in 21 days. It's four friends. We've got two tattoo artists. We've got Dave's best friend, Red Dog, who's a motorcycle enthusiast. And then the co-owner, Dave Shop Denny, who hates tattoos and hates motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> but he owns a that motorcycle was, that, and he has tattoos. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> do you do the math. That sounds that's, like Mark. Yeah, yeah, that's right. been, yeah. yeah. That's, that has been the best. This whole like I met I met Denny. We become instant friends. Uh, we opened up the shop together, and he wanted tattoos. And and the, from the very first tattoo, he's like the worst client I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I hate tattooing on him. And uh, and then I talked him into getting a motorcycle, and uh, and he was single. And I was like, man, you there's so many activities you can go on with us if you have a motorcycle. So he got a motorcycle and. And he got some big raked out chopper. Looks like some space he would ride. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> a fat tired. It was 250 back tire custom chopper. And uh, he he hated it. I mean, he rode it. However, he would ride it from bar to bar and hated it. So when we were going on this show, I just thought that, that had to, then he had to go. He had to go. He would just, just, to, <laughs> just make it even better. <laughs> to see both sides of it, man. Right, yeah, right, absolutely. Man, and the camera absolutely loves them. It's like it, he, he, the test audiences that we've tested this out on, they just gravitate towards Denny. So he's definitely the perfect. And then, and then halfway through the series, we actually have to lose Denny for a couple of days, and we get Spacey. And I, I think Spacey swoops in, and he takes over for a couple episodes. And he was just a pleasure to be around as well. And so you'll see him in the sizzle as well. Right on. Well, let's take a look at this. Tattoos and Turnpike Season 1. No two cultures are more intertwined than that of tattoos and motorcycles. From lines on a canvas to lines on the road, Generations of artists and craftsmen have forged new paths built on good quality design and incredible stories to match. Tattoos and motorcycles go hand in hand. That whole scene I just looked up to when I was a kid, the bikers and the tattoos and the facial hair, and just as a kid I always wanted to be that image. My name is Big Dave, <laughs> owner of the Ink Spot, a highly respected tattoo parlor based in the Midwest. Each year, we serve a growing number of customers looking to have our art placed on their bodies. I always liked tattoos. I had a few. I just wanted a nice, clean shop. That was my vision. We have been extremely fortunate to have met, tattooed on, shared stories, and become close friends with many incredible people around this country, some of which are the backbone of our industry and inspirations behind our craft. There's a lot of time and a lot of effort that goes into making a good tattoo. I love sitting watching other tattoo artists work, and I don't get to do it very much. I've always had a passion for art. Since the time I was a little kid, I've wanted to be a tattoo artist and be in the tattoo industry. I fell in love with the fact that I could not just do art, but do art on people. 
It became my mission to hit the road and capture these amazing individuals and their backstories for future generations of artists to come. You can name off five artists and have no idea who they are. Dave can name the tattoos they've done. Robbie can tell you where they work, what city they've spent at. I don't have a clue about them. I really don't. Joined by my closest friends and a few new ones, you'll find out firsthand what connects tattoos and motorcycles. People use the term best friend, man. I, I don't know that I have a best friend. Like My friends in my life, I would take a bullet for any of them. Together we will embark on a 21-day mission, visiting 17 cities across 12 states. I think a motorcycle is the best sense of freedom you can ever have. For me, it's where I connect with God, it's where I connect with nature. There's just something about it. I love the way it looks, love the freedom of it. But you ask a little kid, like, what noise does a cow make? And they say moo. Well, when I was a kid, it was what sound does a Harley make? I'm really going along for the ride. I'm a wild hog kind of rider, though. I'm not a lifer like these guys. It hurts my ass. 21 days of just riding my motorcycle, it's phenomenal. I enjoy riding, period. And I'm gonna come back with a wealth of knowledge. That's what's exciting to me. No scripts, no bullshit. I'll take the whole damn fender off and I'll ride without a fender. Just real artists, raw stories, and the miles in between. Am I ready? I've waited for this all my life. This is Tattoos and Turnpikes. Right on, man. Yeah, that's, so that's good. Cool so, so good. That looked I, like three quarters of our life. Right. I know. <laughs> I have to say, I typically despise motorcycle shows. Yeah. But I really have. I I want to watch yeah. this. Yeah. It looks good. I want to watch this, and I'm I'm not just saying that because we're on air. It just really looks true and honest and, and again, and good. it looks like us. It looks like yeah. you know what I mean. It looks like the life that people. I mean, obviously, half the people in that. You know, we knew. Almost everybody in there we knew like as good friends. But, but the right. great thing was when it's you real. guys you guys are talking yep. about, you know, this is gonna be the experience of a lifetime, the education that you're yep. gonna pick up. That's that's what this shit's all about. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, I can say that was what uh, hit me the most. This, they were going into this not being, oh, we're going to go film you. They, they were going in to learn something, to meet people, to expand their life experiences, yep. and that's awesome. You know, it's well, it's cool. Yeah. And I think it helps that, Dave, I've never met you in person, but you can tell what a genuine soul right. you are yep. and that you did this truly from your heart oh, and yeah, because you love it. Yeah. And and that just comes through so loud and clear. And big kudos to you for that. She's such thank a good you, one. Thank you. <laughs> I I just just like what you were saying. Like the, I hate t I hate motorcycle shows on television. I hate tattoo shows on television. I hate it. It doesn't represent what my experience is. And right. you know, I I can go to an event in Tennessee. I can go to an event. I can go. We go to Daytona. We go, and it's like a giant family and network. And you meet somebody, and then you look forward to seeing them again next year or the next event. Yeah. And and I've grown this network of friendships, and uh, that's not represented. It is all about. In fact, on a TV show, we show the tattoos. However, the focus is not necessarily the tattooing. It's about how, yeah, just like you said, how they became the tattooers, the their struggles, yeah. their experience. Yeah. And that's funny yeah, because been, uh, uh, I'm not a big, uh, uh, Chris is laughing, my big line, stupid motorcycles. Uh, and, and funny. We, we build motorcycles and take them to shows everywhere, and that's the first thing that comes out of his mouth, stupid motorcycles. Yeah, right. And the, and the funny part about it is I pushed, what, four motorcycles around today, and <laughs> I can't wait to get my next tattoo. So this is directly up my alley. Right. So And like Heather said, 
you can feel the real. You can feel that you know you didn't want the the big box store of the you know uh, direction changing what you were trying to get across. And dude, that trailer sheer. Yeah. A lot, of, lot of people, right a lot of people giving you guys thumbs up for yeah. you know real, not fake. But they want the the big question everywhere is yep. uh, where and when they want to yep. know. So give them give them the deal. So tomorrow, uh, actually, we're we're releasing the new episode every Monday on YouTube. So not YouTube Red, not anything like that. It's just regular YouTube, so anybody can watch it on their cell phone. Um, we'd ask that you subscribe to it. Uh, Actually, the only way that we generate any kind of money off of this is is the only way that we can recoup the money that we spent is if people watch it. You know, that's it. And uh, that, that's been our hope. We're, we're all out of pocket. However, tomorrow it releases on YouTube, the first episode, and then every Monday for the next 10 weeks we'll release a new episode. So, I so have we'll a, be heading right into Sturgis. That's awesome. A question for you. Now, if somebody yeah. shares it, does that help you? Yes, yes, so it now, absolutely does. So, so we're fortunate here on Cycle Source, you know, we have a fan base of, you know, some 300,000 followers. Does it help you if we share that YouTube link to our page? Uh, Heather, it would absolutely <laughs> help us. Awesome. Yeah. I think he's so, saying so, yes. So yeah. I'm, it, as it, long it, as you're okay with that, I'm going to share that link every Monday and to our Cycle Source page. Please do share it. And yeah, here's what here's what we're really getting at. We're gonna we're gonna take the lead on that. As should anyone anyone in this industry that wants to see real shit in place of the bullshit. Yeah. You take the time and share it. You make sure your friends that have businesses in this stuff that have a following share it also. And maybe if we start taking some of this over, you'll start to see what the real stories are. Yeah, and that's like the the sucky part about it. You had mentioned something before that. Uh, you know, you don't like watching the bike shows and all that. We've had friends on them that they've taken advantage of. Yeah. They've made they portrayed them as bad people or not the person that they truly are. And that's the shame of it all. If more people grab a hold of this and, you know, grab their you know, their end of it and stand their ground. Hey, in all reality you're not doing this to be a celebrity, you're doing this to, to get your you know, the what you love out there, which Hey, and look at that. Rob Nussbaum's so. inviting us to put it on the uh Yes. Oh, the AMHM. Yeah. And that was going to be my next thing. Right on. So I'm fortunate or unfortunate or glutton for punishment <laughs> to be an admin of 16 or so different social media channels. So we'll channels. go and check with them. So too, I'm going to yeah. check with each of my 16 channels. Um, <coughs> and as long as they give me the thumbs, thumbs up, I'm going to share it every Monday for you, which includes Chopper Town, as you know, which has a following yeah. of about 2.4 million. Chop, so. Chopper Town. You guys need to check these cats out. Screw yeah, you, that. I you just need to check out they, what they're doing. They do this again and come here, right? Yeah, you know. Yes, for sh for sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, looking forward uh, to that. We've got we've made in the in the just doing this in the just filming it. We've made so many new connections and uh, and I cannot wait for a second season. Mm -hmm. And and me and Patrick were talking about that the other day. Like the man, I I really cannot thank you guys enough it means the world uh it, it really is real and authentic in fact me and patrick funny story i'll share with you patrick comes up and we're gonna film this sizzle reel and we stopped by uh paul weidman with bare knuckle choppers he's a he's a good buddy of mine and he lives close to our his, his shop's near my shop and um we were gonna he was actually scheduled to go on the um 
show with us and then um had to back out at the last minute due to work and um we stopped by his shop and and patrick missed the when we pulled into the shop patrick missed that shot or it just wasn't a good shot they weren't in a good space <laughs> and uh so we went in and we filmed and everything else and then patrick was like uh all right i need you guys to get back on your motorcycles and i need you to pull up in here and um we're going to refilm that entry and then i want you to meet paul and or walk in and act like you're meeting paul again and this was our very first we were filming the sizzle reel. we hadn't even made the trip yet and yeah. i'm like <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you missed however uh we're not doing that we're not doing that it's not gonna be fake. i'm not i'm not doing it if you missed a shot you missed a shot we're not going back to fake it. Yeah, nice try though. yeah yeah i know <laughs> this was this was day one of us working together so uh but by, definitely... by, by day 21 they were like if a car would drive by they'd stop talking because they knew the audio would be bad yeah. they were just yeah. <laughs> they were that dialed in <laughs> and and i'll tell you after doing it, that was absolutely not an easy task for Patrick or the rest of the guys who were working with us. Oh, Cause yeah. we're not actors. We're not film yeah. people. We're not, not used to that. <laughs> That's what makes it we're so good. Used, You're yeah, we're not artists. used to taking yeah. direction. Yeah. Don't tell me right. what to do. <laughs> hey, how do you, how do you, where to stand? What do you think we go through here? I mean, usually before the show starts and after it's over, we aren't even talking oh, to yeah, each yeah. other half the time. Oh, you absolutely. Know? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, hey, stand over here on yeah. this mark. Hey, dude, talk to me hey, like that one more up. time. Yeah. I'm going to come over, stand on the side of your face. How about that? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't set my phone up for do not disturb. I didn't even know how to do that. And I'm like, I'm not really a rule follower. <laughs> Just answer the call. You Take know, the like, call. It doesn't yeah, matter. Man. <laughs> oh jesus well listen guys thank you so so much for coming on here and i would love to uh you know let's let a couple of these episodes go in and 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 get people talking and let's why don't we get back together and you bring a couple of the a couple of your stops bring some people from a couple of your stops on and let's do this again awesome i would love to our first stop is darren mckeg in iowa you guys all know oh, right on. Yes, yeah sir. yeah yeah so he's on our first episode. So stay tuned, man. I'm so excited. Thank you. And absolutely, I'll bring whoever you'd like back on with me. I appreciate <laughs> I all So Dave and Patrick, I'll be in touch with you yeah. um, probably after the show or first thing tomorrow so we can get a setup on a schedule for this sharing because I want to really blow this out there for you guys. Yep. Thank and you so awesome. much. Thank you. T tell them yeah. all one more time the time and where to go and the, and the deal to see this. Yeah, it'll be YouTube. it'll be live tomorrow. Yeah, on YouTube, and uh, just go just search tattoos and turnpikes on YouTube. You'll find it. It's easier than typing in the URL. Um, and then you can also find us uh, on Instagram tattoos dot and dot turnpikes and uh, Facebook facebook.com forward slash tattoos and turnpikes. But we just ask, please subscribe. If if you watch the show, just hit that red box and subscribe because that's going to help us out. And that's going to be the kind of thing that helps us make a second season. Right on, man. Well, listen, again, thank you guys so much for taking the time to do, to do this with us. And uh, super proud of how you yeah. how you you carried this whole thing off. And yeah, good luck you, to you. How you stuck to your guns. Yeah, right on. Thank you, guys. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank all you, right. Roadside Marty Spacey, for lining us all up. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, guys. So this is, uh, this is Chris from Cycle Source Magazine coming to you live with shop talk from the dennis kirk motorcycle studio if you're last minute larry like me they ship today what's that mean 
get that shit for your motorcycle immediately. They take care of you. They got that hookup with the airport hub, man. It's going in the truck tonight. You're going to have it tomorrow. Um, you can get your motorcycle fixed in a hurry, whether it's Chopper Bobber, Bagger, Big Twin, whatever you're riding, Dennis Kirk can take care of your parts. Um, all our sponsors, we want to thank everybody, man. Like The roll up there just keeps getting bigger. Everybody's carrying the feed and helping us keep this on the air. But you can do the most important thing to help Shop Talk grow, and that is hit the share button, hit the like button. Make sure your notifications are set up so that when we go live, you know and you can join us for Shop Talk. Share, share, share. Share, share, share. Share, share, share. I mean, like, they taught it to us in kindergarten, right? Share your toys. Yeah. You know, if you like it, share it. You know, in this case, please share. Right on, man. Well, listen, it's been uh, it's been a hell of a day here with the with the launch of uh, of Cyber Swap Meet, and then getting together with you, Chopper Jocks, and and Scooter Tramps tonight has been a good time. Got some news, got some some great entertainment out of it. But we're gonna pull this one in the station. Oh, wait a minute! You can't no? leave without reminding them Wednesday night. Oh, here 9 you go. PM. I'm sorry. Go Cannonball ahead. Chronicles. Go ahead. Get on it. I just did. <laughs> Wednesday night, join us for um, the second episode of the Cannonball Chronicles. If you missed it last week, please go back back and watch it. We had the pleasure of um, having, actually, Jason Sims had the pleasure of hosting Bill Rodensel, Rodensel, excuse me, uh, a Cannonball racer and Harley Museum. Rodensel? What? what are you playing, uh, me tonight? So what is Cannonball Chronicles, Heather? It is going to be... <laughs> oh, look at you. Right? I'm trying to live up that producer uh, name. These That's what's up. Me, these That's two are what's making up. me sick. <laughs> Look at you. He's actually got it together. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's a great time, man. Um, the whole deal is going to be um, one or two teams a week of people getting ready for the Cannonball. Most legendary motorcycle race that's ever happened. At least the best thing in two decades to motorcycle industry. And um, Jason Sims has brought us in on that. Rob Nussbaum is our associate producer. And it was a fantastic first show. Promises to be a favorite week after week. So we invite you guys to that Wednesday nights. Um, and that's Thursday it. Thursday night is Bike Night Live. Thursday night, Bike if Night Live. If you want to come hang with us on Bike Night Live, hit cyclesource.com, Bike Night Live, and you can come hang out with us on air. Um, between now and then, please be kind to one another. Yes. Take some time with your neighbors. Understand that we're all people here, man. Get out on the road. Blow the smoke off. That's all you really need is a good ride. Till next time, same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs>